Recovery is stupendous. Achievable. Hope. Freedom. 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 Empowering. It's unique to everyone. It's a journey, not a destination. Getting a new lease on life. Finding restoration after you fall down. Recovery is having the freedom to enjoy life. For me, it was finding a way to really love myself. My recovery is possible in part because of my own sense of purpose. Hello and welcome to another episode of Recovery Talks Podcast. I'm Andy Daniel, social media coordinator for MPN, and I'm here with Ashley McLean. She is the recovery coach supervisor for Montana's Peer Network. Welcome, Ashley. Hi, Andy. So today we're going to talk a little bit about what to expect and what to do those first three days after you leave treatment. Yes, yes. Those are crucial days in the journey of your recovery. Jim and I did a podcast a couple weeks ago where we talked about this, but it was from perspective of leaving mental health, like the state hospital or some sort of inpatient mental health treatment. And today we're going to talk about leaving addiction or, or substance use treatment. Uh, right. And there's not there's not a big, huge difference in the two. It's just, I think, maybe different language that we're going to be using. But the, the general idea of um, having a plan for when you leave these facilities is pretty much the same. You've been working with MCDC now for how long? It's been since February that we've um, been doing one-on-ones with our peers at MCDC. We had been going in prior to that just for group settings, but the one-on-one is where we get to actually sit down and, you know, hash out these plans for themselves. Tell me a little bit about that planning process when you're working with somebody. So, um, you know, it's it's kind of when we go into these situations, we're going in as, you know, certified behavioral health peer support specialists. And, you know, there's stages of, of support. And we kind of go from engaging to supporting in a very... Um, fast manner. When we're out in the community, you don't really get to the supporting stage that fast. And so we're kind of streamlining that. Part of that supporting stage is is helping them set set up a plan for when they're when they get home or if they get to sober living or they're going to an outpatient treatment center now um, in the same community that they just left. And so we sit down and and we really just map out hour by hour their day for when they leave treatment. And I've had, you know, I've had some that were going to sober livings, but a lot of them are going back to the same environment that they just left. Having um, an intentional plan for when you when you set foot into that free air, like what are you going to do? We've talked a little bit about recovery plans and the importance of writing down a recovery plan. And this is kind of the same thing, right? Absolutely. It is It is the same thing. And first and foremost, what we, we kind of sit down and, and ask them is, you know, like, where are you going home to? And then we look up together through the resources that we've compiled at Montana's Peer Network about how many and what peer supporters are where you're going. Um, that's really what we encourage to begin with is get hooked up with a peer supporter. It's going to make these next three days of what you have to do for your recovery a little bit easier when you have somebody there supporting you through it. And so we try to get them hooked up with, with a peer supporter where they're going or at least a phone number to connect with when they get out. It's kind of 
unfortunate, but on Saturdays, a lot of peer supporters don't answer their phone. We're just giving them that resource. And then, you know, they pretty much know when they're getting out and the exact day they're getting out. You know, we kind of like talk about, okay, is this on a weekend? Is this on a weekday? Right. And we, we get that out of the way. If it's on a weekday, there's, there's more chances for them to make the appointments that they need to make for their aftercare or, you know, with the doctor or whatever they need to do to make sure that they're being proactive in their recovery. What do you think are the most challenging things for people when they leave treatment? I know from my own experience, the most challenging thing is just that feeling of being overwhelmed with so many things. Um, I had went so long in my life of not having structure, not having any discipline to now being in a structured environment and going back to unstructured environment. And so that I believe is a challenge is you're very regimented in treatment. And then when you go home, especially if you're going to the same environment, nothing has changed but you. And so I feel like that's the biggest struggle of of a feeling of being overwhelmed. What are some of the specific activities that you sort of plan with them? And you said, you know, phone numbers to call a, a peer supporter. But what are the other things, especially for people who don't have a peer supporter in their town? What I do with them is I, I say, get out a piece of paper. And we literally, like, I'm like, okay, about what time do you wake up? And they tell me, you know? And so we start the day from about that time. And we go hour by hour. And I, I tell them, just be intentional, but simple, right, with, with what you're writing down. If it's take a shower at 9 a.m. when you wake up or smoke a cigarette or eat breakfast first before you shower, like, be intentional with that. Write that down as uh, as part of your list. Don't feel like you have to have every single hour of your day mapped out, right? So if you take a shower in the morning and you want to take you want to take a little break in between, just go to when your next thing you have to do. We also map like find out in their community whether they have a peer support or not, like what groups are available and the times and days that those are happening. People going back to bigger communities, it's not really an issue because there's there's groups happening every day of the week. In the smaller communities, it's hard because they might have one or two groups a week, knowing when, when those are and the times of them. Putting down the simple things like, okay, I need to call and make an appointment. Put that down on your list at whatever time you want to do it. Putting down eat lunch, right? Don't forget to eat lunch. Don't forget to rest. Drink water. I mean, simple things. And these are, like, I think in the beginning stages of recovery, when you're coming out of a structured environment, it's going to kind of help you structure your own life. Yeah, and I think it gives you a sense of accomplishment, right? Absolutely. I can cross this off. Today I got up and took a shower, or I called and made an appointment, or or whatever, and it it sort of absolutely builds that confidence back again. Yes. I mean, and I know that I am my own worst enemy when it comes to that. Like you're not doing enough or you didn't do this right. And it lets you see in real time the progress you're making, you know, for that day. And if you could just live in those in that day, you can see, man, I really did do a lot today. Like I'm, I'm kicking this day's butt. So we talked a little bit about the difference between, you know, the larger communities and the smaller communities. And we, the reality is that some people are going to be going back to 
a place where there are pretty much no services or meetings. Or I think in Montana, sometimes, whether it's true or not, we get the feeling like everybody knows everything about us. And maybe we don't want to go to that meeting because we don't necessarily want the whole town to know our business, right? Yes. And that is absolutely a challenge that we, you know, we're faced with. And the answer that I have for that in is that there is so much recovery-based things that are going to be like those groups that you don't want to go to that you can get online. So you can do something for your recovery in the privacy of your own home and still get the same benefits. They have groups, they have chat rooms, they have forums, they have blogs, they have just informational stuff. I mean, and if you can't do anything for your recovery that day, you can get online. We all have smartphones. We all have internet access. That's not hard to get. We arm them with a list of online resources for from SUD to mental health and everything in between. Part of what happens when we have mental health issues or substance use issues, I think, is that we become isolated, especially if your whole social group is centered around going to the bar or using or, or whatever. Yeah. When you come back, now you don't have any of that anymore either. I think those online resources are just so helpful in those situations, especially that you actually need to make a connection with somebody. And although face-to-face is often, you know, more effective. Yeah, anymore, the way that the technology is advancing, you can have face-to-face. Like there's video chats, you know, you, you can see the emotion behind somebody's face when you're talking. And that I think is really cool that you kind of can get all of that stuff at the click of a mouse or, you know, um, a couple pushes of a button. And when you need it. So if it's one o'clock in the morning and you need something, there's going to be somebody else who needs it at one o'clock in the morning too. Absolutely. And for, for people that struggle with substance use disorder, late night is prime time for us. In your planning for the, you know, the days ahead, that planning and what your days look like after getting out of treatment in like the first three days or the first week ahead is going to be try to keep it as simple as possible. And as you grow in your recovery, that's going to look a little bit different moving forward. Keep it simple. Take a shower, eat, make appointments, you know, Um, keep it simple, but be intentional in that in that planning. If you are a person who needs a lot of structure, that can provide that for you without having to think about it. Absolutely. Thanks for joining me, Ashley. This has been some really great information for people who are just leaving treatment or if you know somebody who's just leaving treatment that might need a little bit of support. Thanks for talking with me today, Ashley. This has been some really great information for people who are just leaving treatment and have started their road to recovery. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Recovery Talks podcast. If you'd like more information, you can visit our website at mtpeernetwork.org. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works. Recovery is possible. Recovery is possible. (laughs) Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery is possible.